there, avid listeners. Thanks again for tuning in to Sin's Workshop. Hope you're all having a wonderful day. So today we're going to be talking about Blood Like Magic. It is a young adult debut. It is an urban fantasy, and I have to say it really was an incredible read. Um, the story follows Voya. She's a witch. She comes from a family of witches. She's just received her calling, which is basically, you know, a mark in her womanhood that says the ancestors have deemed her, uh, I guess, worthy of receiving magic. She just has to pass a test set by the ancestors, one in particular, um, whichever one decides to answer her call. So she gets one of the oldest ancestors, um, a woman who died um, in slavery and her death scene I will say it's very it's very intense um, I was prepared for it because the author did deem it appropriate to have content warnings um, at the beginning of her book and I'm really thankful that she did her entire note to readers about things such as um, slavery and scenes depicting people being whipped you know it really helped me to prepare so I was expecting it um that doesn't mean it wasn't hard to absorb and that's good you know I think the moment we become desensitized by things like that scenery like that images like that we are losing sight of the pain that has you know been caused by colonialism and um you know white supremacy and i say this as a light-skinned mexican who no one ever thinks i'm mexican until i say yeah i'm mexican you know i say it proudly i am a mexican woman um and i own it and i'm very proud of it but compared to many other Mexicans, I do have um, very fair skin. But I tan. Let me tell you, I tan very easily. So back on point, um, I think if we lose sight of the horrors of the past, then you know we stop learning from them. We definitely don't want something like this to happen again. So I think it really was an impactful scene for the author to include in her storytelling and in her narrative because it does add a lot of depth it does add a lot to the story it's not just there for um shock value it does have a point to the actual storytelling because voya is always caught between decisions her family's always kind of putting her down for this um they always say oh you can't make a decision to save your life and her ancestors inability as well to just make a decision ultimately did cost someone her life and it did haunt her um even after death but she took it as a learning lesson and i don't think voya's indecisiveness you know makes her any less of a character i think there are a lot of times where we're kind of stuck in the middle and it's like well why can't i have both you know why can't i have the apple and the orange um that's just you know a very lame example but <laughs> um i don't think it means makes you any lesser 
any less of a person. And I really think that Voya kind of struggling with this ultimate, you know, she has to make this decision. She has to either destroy her first love or sacrifice her family's magic, which would ultimately lead to the death of her younger half-sister that she, you know, she loves her dearly. And she doesn't want to do that. She doesn't want to destroy someone. So there's a lot of gray area. There's a lot of discussion on ethics and morality. And I really found that to be very interesting as far as the story goes. You know, I like this idea of morality being, um, you know, what's moral? Oh, is it okay to sacrifice someone else to save another person? You know, it, is that is that okay? Um to do that you know decisions like that are of course never going to be easy they are going to haunt people and it's think it's good that they haunt people um like they haunt voya this isn't just an easy thing for her she has to first find someone to fall in love with and then destroy him and the more she gets to know him the harder it becomes to just be like yeah you're just good task that I have to do that's just it's sad you know it's sad and it's terrible and it, and it's just she's constantly constantly grappling with her family's you know pressure like you need to get this done girl and it's just like you value your magic so much you want me to just sacrifice some boy I don't know and it's not until later that she discovers, you know, it's not about the power. It's about her younger sister's life um, because she almost died. And the only way to save her was by tying her to the family's magic. So for Voya, it really puts her in a tight position. And she's also coming across you know with her when she meets Luke um she is coming across the sense of privilege you know there is a discussion of lower class and upper citizenship what's fair what's available what's not fair and you know Voya helps Luke see like you are a scholarship kid you know you're here on a scholarship to take over a really really big company Yes, you could lose everything in a heartbeat, but I've had very little. You know, we struggle to pay the bill all the time. It's like, don't act like you're better than me. And it's not that he thinks he's better than everyone. It's just he's afraid. The only thing, you know, now that he's in the position of power, he thinks his only worth is what he can give people with this newfound power. So you really do come to feel for the characters, um, ultimately. I think the, the characterization is really well done. The characterization is very strong, especially when you're seeing Voya continuously grapple with the decisions she has to make. What's acceptable, what isn't acceptable. And I also love that there is a lot of diversity in this novel you know Luke is Hispanic 
Voya is African American. You have transgender characters as well. There is a whole range of diversity in this novel. And I think it's really incredible because it's real life. You know, I don't think that we think that. You know, we go into a room and we see people of many skin tones and we don't really think much about it. You know, we see people dressed in various ways to showcase their sexuality, um, their gender, if they're not, you know, people wear things to express themselves. And nowadays we go into a room, we don't really think much about it. However, you know, we, I think, I I read a lot, (laughs) surprise, surprise, and in a lot of literature, you don't really see a very extensive cast of characters. You don't really see the diversity. It's like, yeah, you've got maybe one or two of another character, you know, another race in the novel, but nothing as extensive as what was done here. And I think that that's really incredible. You know, you have, yes, the main cast, the main cast of characters are African-American, but there's still other races strongly represented in the novel. Um, Point in case would be Luke, you know, some of her friends, some of her cousins, um, I think it's really great to see such an extensive, expansive, expansive cast of characters drive the story forward because it does add to the realism. It does add to the depth. It does add to some of the unfairness that people go through in their day-to-day lives. And I think we, you know, people who are privileged don't really think about, you know, we don't really think We're not always self-aware. I'm always trying to be more self-aware, and I hope my kids as well become um, more self-aware. And I think we're in a society where we are more woke, you know? We are more self-aware of the privileges that are out there. Um, But it's a work in progress, you know? And I think that this novel really does highlight some of the injustices that still go on today, um, there's a lot, you know. We see it every day on the news. We see people use race and skin color and religion to fuel their hatred. And I think, wow, you know, <laughs> we've come so far in a two in 2,000 years as a as a civilization, but we haven't really, you know? Um, So I think the fact that the author, you know, because this book does take place, you know, in the future, you know, a little bit. Um, It's not present day. It is more futuristic. um, And it is an urban fantasy. But no one knows magic really exists. You've got the witches. They like to just keep to their own. They keep their magic secret so that people don't exploit them. Because, again, there is some allusions and some symmetry to slavery. Um, They are a black family. They have magic. They are afraid of being used and abused for their magic. 
And you actually, there is a scene that does highlight, um, it's a subtle scene, it does highlight the usage, you know, that people, that, that this family is going to go through if people find out about their magic. So, it was, you know, it's very thoughtful. That's what I'm getting at. It's a really thoughtful novel, found it to be incredibly compelling. I really did love it, ultimately. Um, so I have to give this book four out of five stars. Uh, Blood Like Magic definitely, definitely highly recommend. Um, it does showcase, you know, how, yeah, there, we're, we're on our way. We are on our way to becoming um, more unified as a civilization and as a society. But we, those prejudices um, by race and skin color and what's pure and impure, um, I think that that still exists. And I like that the author is kind of addressing it and using so, you know, social themes. She's using fantasy to highlight current social themes. And I think that that's very important for the storytelling. And I think it's very important for readers to, you know, read things such as this and... It opens your mind. Um, I'm a firm believer that reading in general open your, opens your mind. But when you read something as thoughtful and compelling as this, that discusses, you know, gender, sexuality, the unfairness, those prejudices um, uh, based on race and your culture, you know, I think it really does make you think more about what's happening today. And it makes you become more aware and more considerate and conscientious so again four out of five stars if you want to go ahead and purchase the book please remember to purchase the book from your local bookseller or online book retailer versus purchasing off of amazon if money's tight check out the book from your local library and i hope you all will continue to support me here by liking this podcast sharing it with all your book loving friends and subscribing to it <laughs> Sorry, I lost my train of thought for a second. You can also become a supporter on Buy Me a Coffee or Anchor FM, my recording platform. I'll have all of that information provided to you in the description above. Hope you all have a great rest of your day, and as always, happy reading.